0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello, this is Colin Murray, not the voice you usually hear at the beginning of From the Finny, but I was asked and therefore honoured to supply my always slightly threatening tones to the top. Uh, This is the season wrap-up with Jake, Jimmy and Ollie, guest-starring Mark Lawrenson. Now, I've been asked to make predictions, so my first will be that Laurel will be wearing a decidedly dodgy shirt. That's prediction number one. As you're wrapping up the season, I suppose my thoughts are a continued appreciation for how the club operates and a frustration that those moments of the season, when I think, yes, like earlier in this season... But, but it doesn't quite last the whole campaign. But it's over-expectation, I think, rather than failure. It reminds me of the season before last when you finished seventh, I think it was. DJ is no doubt going to and should get so many plaudits in this season wrap-up. He should get two minutes for every minute anybody else gets. As for asking me to predict next season, you must be crazy. Did you see the last day of this one? Forget predictions. That brilliant phrase, football, seems the most important of the least important things has never been more applicable. My worry is much more general. When will fans come back? League One and League Two needs them. Um, When are fans going to come together regardless of the club and realise that this current system just isn't sustainable? Things have to change. Because of that, I find it a little redundant if I talk about your first choice left back or expectations for Alex Neal next season if he's still at Preston North End. So anyway, better people to talk about that. And it starts now. This is From the Finney.
2: very much for that Colin make sure you if you've not already I suspect most of you have uh, go and check out the AFL on Quest when <laughs> when next season starts it's, just, it's always worth a watch yeah we'll, we'll jump straight in then with the first from the Finney end of season awards not that we've actually got any awards to hand out maybe that's something we can do next year or chip in and send them to the club
3: we're not going to be allowed to do that mate ah, not a chance <laughs> There's going to be a restraining order on you against these players by next season, mate. After our second full season, so um, some of no them won't here, anyway. I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Category one for the for the end of season of awards was uh, the player of the season, and I don't think it's any surprise to see that DJ won it. Yeah, fully
3: deserved, really, wasn't it? I think he's mm-hmm. come on leaps and bounds this season. You know. 33 appearances 19 goal
2: involvements.
3: yeah you know goal contributions of that level I think you know considering only scored 59 goals and he contributed to 19 of them so just under a third yeah you know it shows that I suppose we've been quite reliant on him this season and he's had a massive impact on games as well yeah so um, I don't think the points difference with and without him is that different but I think when we were without him we were playing well at the time and then obviously when he's returned, the whole, the, the team's been out of form as well, which didn't help. Yeah, yeah, So that probably has a bit of a resemblance in terms of Because I thought there'd be a correlation, you know, in terms of like with DJ and without, but it's not actually that different. Mm. So but, I think there
2: was there was quite a big one with um, Pearson last season, where yeah. with and without, the, the wins with and wins without were staggering, really.
3: Yeah, I think we are under a point in the game, I think, without him. Yeah. Yeah, no, fully deserved. He, you know, and it's not just his pens as well. From his goals, he's you know, he has contributed massively for us this season. Mm. So yeah, just, just let's just hope he sounds on the dotted line over the summer. Fingers so, crossed.
2: Yeah. I'm sure this, this award will be going right alongside his two from the club.
3: Well, let's just hope he thanks the fans for these ones. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's a good point. There was in that interview there was no mention of the fans whatsoever.
3: We um
4: we have to mention his assist from the other night, which was oh, yeah. absolutely outrageous. Just so good, because the ball's fired into him at some pace inside the box with his back to goal, which is a position I felt like we don't really see him in very often. No. And then to just back heel it through the defense for Maguire
3: was unbelievable. It was Ashley Williams, wasn't it? As well, yeah. so you know an experienced defender has left his legs that wide, o- you know, wide open. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's a very naughty assist.
4: Yeah, and when you think so. about it, a year ago, people were up for driving him to Wigan and all this stuff. So <laughs> <Yeah. didn't that laughs> It probably, big, it probably
2: will be actually about a year ago, won't it, around it, this time?
4: I think it is virtually like a few days away from being, yeah, exactly 12 months.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we ran a poll on either, obviously, on Deep Deepdale Digest or on the, from the Finney page, how many people would still be willing to drive him to Wigan and not I'm charge sure, petrol?
4: I'm sure they'd still <laughs> be
2: Yeah, probably, probably.
3: It's probably the same people that don't see his contribution on the pitch in terms of presses. A bit like mm-hmm. I said last week, you know the fact that he's won that many, won the ball back that many times in the, in that final third, and you know the fact that he has one of the highest presses in in the league. Mm. You know he's not lazy. He, he's not a lazy player at all. You know yeah. he covers a lot of ground for.
4: That's been thrown at DJ a lot. Over Pretty the- much
2: since he joined, really. Yeah. I think, I
4: think people mistake him having sort of a languid style with being a lazy player, because he's definitely not. Like, if you look at Grayson and Neil, both had systems and approaches and sort of attitudes around the club that were, you've got to work hard. And DJ's been key for both. So, yeah. I, I just don't see the whole DJ's lazy thing. Don't get it.
2: Um, yeah, category two was the goal of the season. Again, I think quite an obvious one with Barkey winning it for his, his goal against Rovers that won us the game. Um, brilliant finish. For me personally, I think the one that I enjoyed the most was Pearson's against Barnsley.
4: I, I think my favourite, just because of the technique involved, was Harrop away at Blackburn. Just the way he struck that ball was incredible. Like, just on the up straight into the roof of the net but yeah. the, bar, the barky one obviously capped off a comeback
3: and against Brewers as well so i understand why it, why it won i was sat right behind barkis as well for certainly invincible's are perfect view just the way it, it's just the perfect goal against them as well
2: yeah you know? yeah the so, fact that we were two 0 down inside what 20 minutes or 12 minutes yeah, or whatever yeah. it was yeah. um so, the the other the other one again Harrop against uh charlton yeah,
4: especially on his left peg.
2: Yeah, yeah. brilliant goal. Uh, to be honest, I think any of them could have won it.
4: Yeah, one one day Darnell will score a free kick and it'll just render all goal of the season awards. Yeah. null that, it.
2: <laughs> it you, you can finish him then. <laughs> uh, best opposition player. Again, I think this one was quite an obvious one, really, in Raheem Sterling winning it. Unfortunately, I wasn't actually at that game. I was on my honeymoon in Mexico, but I watched it. And even even them watching it through the TV, you can see the class. I think Ollie mentioned it, uh, this player as well the other day. But David Silva that game was,
3: yeah, really unbelievable. You could tell in September when we played them just how good they were. Yeah, and I suppose it's a bit of a taste of what you could get used to. But seeing plays of that quality every week, I might be. You know, I don't think. It'd be like a bit of a drug, wouldn't it? Really, you know, seeing yeah. that sort of quality every week, you'd get used to it really quickly. Yeah, um, but the oh. difference in class I mean, I've never seen a player get clapped off by all four sides of the ground like Sterling did. That That's the first. Well, I know we're a respectful club and we've done it a few times for players, but not yeah. to that extent, yeah. Um absolute different class and you know he showed his class as well after the game you know with his tweet and his, yeah. his instagram message you know thanking obviously everybody that was at the game you know that's i suppose a sign of what he's actually about
2: yeah to me Um the, the other nominations for that were um ebbe easy or Eze, jared bowen and Sayed ben rama i was surprised ben rama got nominated because i don't think he's been that good against us
4: I thought Darnell pretty, did a pretty good yeah. job. The mm. And then I saw Brentford fans being like, oh, Ben Wrong's got him on strings. And I was like, nah. Are they? I thought he I thought won on ones. And Darnell is generally pretty decent as yeah. a one-on-one. Close proximity defender. I thought he did pretty well. He didn't
3: um, do anything in the home game, did he? Didn't do nah. really anything
2: either. Jared Bowen, his performance against us away was...
3: No, oh, He tore us apart, didn't he, let's be fair. I think he tore poor Preston's side apart that night. You know, you've got to look what he was up against. I think that's that's probably one of the key things to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Of course. As a, yeah, Ryan Ladson at left back. And
3: right back, you know. I'm, oh, yeah, Tops and right back, yeah, yeah. And right back, yeah. But he was, it, was, it was a le- second half when he put into left back and then within a minute, Bowen switched wings to be on Ladson again. It was like, oh, God's sake. <laughs> but he, he was out of position. I felt for him right like now because yeah. he was, you know, he was a bit of a land to the slaughter, weren't he, really? But took the words
2: right out of my mouth there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It
4: felt a bit like people had a bit of an agenda against Ledson after that night, and it was like people didn't quite realise what a task he was sort of given. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to look at the lineups, but I'm assuming that no matter which side he was on as a fullback, he was against either Poen or Grzycki.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> n- no easy task, is it? Whichever Definitely. way you're looking at it. Um, anyway, the other, the other nomination for that was Eze. I didn't watch the James. QPR game away, and I didn't go, but I know the, the home game. I thought he was
4: ridiculous in that one at deep down. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, the winger, Asai Samuel. I yeah. he was excellent.
3: He's got a move, hasn't he? Asai Samuel.
4: Uh, I think he was in talks with Club Bruges, but it's fallen apart. And he might. Right. In the Prem. I think there was talk of Leicester hijacking it, maybe.
3: Yeah, good player. Yeah. But you can tell he's, like, he's, he's levels above. But Eze in both games, home and away. Yeah, wow. can, he's destined for big things, isn't mm. he, Let's be fair?
4: His finish in the, uh, in the home game, as A, was ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was it the third goal? Yeah,
4: yeah. He just bent it round and
2: straight. Yeah. Moment of the season, the nominated, there was obviously the Rovers comeback that won it. Uh, there was putting five past Barnsley. I mean, putting five past any team is going to be up there. And then there was the obviously going top after we beat Charlton. Or got nominated for me it was the going top after Charlton because I think we recorded a podcast straight after it and it was just uh, social media for once was a happy place to be as a North End fan and it was it was like just the, the buzz and everything about being top of the league was yeah I think that's what capped it for me
3: yeah I think the Rovers comeback was a great feeling obviously being 2-0 down to them as I everyone knows I hate them so being 2-0 down yeah. to them that's not a good feeling. The best thing know. about
2: that day for me was our, our mutual friend Jimmy had surprised me and rocked up to the game. Oh, brilliant. Really? And uh, obviously, at half time, he was rubbing it in my face. And then yeah. we went to the pub afterwards and he wasn't rubbing it in my face. Anymore. No, of course not. <laughs> but um, again, yeah. a Rovers fan sat in the home end. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a shock. So. <laughs>
3: So there's plenty of empty seats in there, away in there, weren't there? So he could have gone in his own end. Yeah, but, true. You know, true. I think we know where his um, his passions lie, really deep down. But
2: yeah,
3: no, I think um, shout out to Johnny Ellithorn on Twitter for um, a big shout this week in terms of the um, the Barnsley fans meltdown for a moment of the season.
2: Talking yeah. for in Yorkshire,
3: I forgot how funny it were. <laughs> it's so good. It's brilliant. It's like, how, how do we forget about that? It's like, I know it was September, was it October it was? I think can it was. We, yeah. Can we play that? Do I uh, I I'm, don't I'm know.
2: Gonna, I'm going to play it anyway. I'll there you go, guys. Ball in now into Woodrow, and it's going to get cleared, yeah? 3-1. Yeah. Wow. Four oh, in a minute. Yeah, they're
3: breaking away from us.
4: Three-four <laughs> <laughs> They're breaking away. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there
0: you go. Oh, rubbish! Rubbish! Oh, rubbish. Oh, 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 so disgusting! And That's first time I've ever bowled. a
1: absolutely awful, even, he, he even did him fucking there, he could have scored. Oh he said sent- oh no. We're not going to leave one side, are we? are awful. We're awful. Absolutely awful.
0: We're fucking derby
3: efficient. Derby efficient. Derby efficient.
0: We're not even down yet and we're awful, man. We're absolutely
3: awful. Teamed like Preston.
2: Yeah. That's the best. But yeah, as you say, Jim, shout out to uh, Johnny Ellythorn for that. That's just... It a, it's it's just, a cracker, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> the fact cool. that we
2: put five past them as well, and then you get home and you see that all over social media.
3: Yeah, brilliant.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then the last category was most improved player. Declan Declan Rudd won it. Most minutes played this season. Played every league game, and is the first player to do that since himself back in 2013 14 season. Um, and I, to be honest, I think it's well deserved because we 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 were quite quite critical at the start of this season about a couple of his performances, and he's he's just gone from strength to strength as the season's gone on. Really,
3: Jonathan Gould. That's us yeah, We've got to give him a bit of credit, and yeah. that's no slight. That's no slight on on Jack Cudworth at all. You know because you know he'd done. A good job to refer to him, you know, in quite tough circumstances. But having somebody with that league experience, international experience, it can only do both the keepers and the coaching staff the world good as well. It seems yeah. like he's fitted in quite well, you know. I know he's an ex-player, but there's no it's it's no surprise that Dex up, upturning form has coincided with with Gould's arrival.
2: Yeah, it's no coincidence, is it? So. Um, Potts, DJ, and Ledson all nominated. I think there has to be an honourable mention for Jordan Story in there as well. I know he's only really featured heavily since the, the return of football, but he's again, full, you would assume fully fit this time and, and looking like the player that we signed.
3: Yeah, I mean he's only made, he made ten appearances this season. I think it's but just over eight games worth of minutes, seven hundred and twenty-two minutes. So yeah, I, I think we'll probably see more of him next season potentially. Depends, obviously, what system we play and if Ben Davis stays as well. So, you know, Ledson, Ledson's actually played less minutes in story this season in the league, which it was quite a surprise. So, um, you know, Leadson only made 13 appearances. Obviously, a lot of them are after lockdown as well. Yeah. So, you know, I think all those players deserve a shout DJ especially, I think, you know, obviously, he's improved. Dex a deserved winner. For me, I think I
2: think with DJ, I think he, he sort of just hit the ground running and he's remained consistent all the way. I think the improvement comes with him when you compare to previous seasons.
3: Yeah. I think one player that hasn't been mentioned there is Joe Rafferty. Out of our three yeah. fullbacks, Rafferty's actually made the most appearances. So he's played more than Hughes and Darnell.
4: I wasn't a fan at first, but I'm prepared to admit I was I was wrong about Rafa. I think, he, especially since football came back, I think he's been excellent.
2: Um, I'm warming to him. I still think he limits us going forward a bit, but I mean, o- overall, you can't knock him. Um,
4: his delivery in, in, into the box from like set pieces and stuff has been pretty decent. Yeah. Since football came back, I don't think we'd really seen that from him before.
3: If you compare him to Hughes in terms of goal contributions, he's got, I know it, this doesn't sound great, but Raff, Rafferty's got two, he's got a goal and an assist. Hughes has got zero. Yeah.
4: No assists, no oh, goals yeah. this season. I think we'll probably get into this later on the left-back thing, but I crunched a few numbers on Hughes' like, attacking ability and it's not great. Um,
2: yeah, so thanks for thanks for voting and, and nominating in that. Um yeah, like I said at the at the top of that section, we we might maybe get some awards made up, some cheap little things next season, and just for a laugh, just post them into the club. I see uh, Jordan Henderson put a picture on his social media the other day with a, an award from the Anfield Wrap. I, I reckon from the Finney and Deep Dive Digest, I reckon we're Preston's equivalent. So you never know. <laughs>
3: Well, seeing there's no official supporters group or pressing supporters group anymore. They used to present an award every year. So well, there you go. We, like, in, in lieu of an actually, official
2: supporters group it can be it can be this.
3: Yeah. There was actually it was actually it used to be a good night out with the PSG Awards night. It was the, all the players used to arrive. It was uh it was quite a good good little do actually back in the day. But obviously in lieu of uh, no official supporters group anymore or supporters organisation, it's uh yeah, it might be. We could have a funnypenny awards night. Imagine that.
2: Well, welcome and the tree on stage, and then the mascot. Yeah,
3: yeah I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think we'd be allowed to go home that night. No, I don't think we would either.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, now that we've finished that section, we'll we'll move on to another sort of guest appearance. Uh, someone that's been on the pod before. He's done a meets episode and was on with us. I think. What game was it after? Derby at home. Derby at home. Um yeah, on to I'll hand you over to Neil Meller and his thoughts on, on the season and where we can look
5: to improve next season. Hi, this is former Preston striker Neil Meller. Here are my thoughts on North End season for the from the Finney podcast. I thought it was a good season for Preston, I have to say. Um I feel as though it could have been a very good season, of course, with the playoffs. I think there certainly will be a feeling of disappointment that Preston didn't quite manage to get in those playoff positions. When you think about certainly Preston being in the mix for the majority of the season, had a poor spell towards the end, but felt as though the playoffs were always a strong possibility this season. So I understand there will be an element of disappointment, but when you reflect on how competitive the championship is, certainly some of the bigger budgets within the division, I feel as though Preston, Alex Neal, the players have really competed well to have uh, to have come so close. Looking at the league table, ninth place, only four points off those playoff positions, very, very close. The season before, of course, it was uh, slightly different, a, a much further away from the playoffs, wasn't it? You know, Preston have got five places higher this season and five points better off. So you can see the progression there, um, certainly this season. I think I think to what might have been for Preston, um, you know, some of the areas that perhaps, had they have been a little bit better, Preston would have been in those playoff positions. You know, you think about the goals that Preston have scored away from home in the Championship this season. Felt as though it wasn't enough. There was only 20 goals scored from Preston in 23 Championship games. Um, That's certainly an area I think Preston will look at improving for next season. Home clean sheets. The amount of times I went to deep down and I'd see the opposition score, it was so frustrating to see because Preston was strong at home, but it made it a lot more difficult. Only three home Championship clean sheets out of 23. For a team trying to get into the playoffs preston made it a lot harder for themselves and also put it added pressure on the attacking players because if you're going to keep conceding goals the pressure then is on the attacking players to be getting two maybe three goals to be winning games And talking about attacking players top goal scorer was a midfielder i think it's always disappointing for any football club to have a midfielder as your top goal scorer that was obviously daniel johnson with 12. attacking players for me we're a little bit short in the in the goals department. Barca is in top scored for the attacking players with nine, and then you look at Harrop and McGuire with five, Stockley with four, Sinclair, albeit arriving in January, with three goals. So I, th- I think that would be certainly something to look at for next season in the um, in the transfer market for Preston to try and. Of course, a lot of teams will look for that player to add double figures, contribute a little bit more in those attacking positions, but I do believe that Preston should try and identify that area and that position to try and close the gap to the playoff positions for next season. I've really enjoyed watching North End this season, being down there at Deepdale. There's been some cracking games, you know, the 5-1 against Barnes. They really enjoyed that one. 3-3 against Bristol City. Felt like a win that one afterwards because I thought Bristol City played really well on the day, but it was was a cracking championship game. Um, And then, of course, there's a few disappointments along the way. But looking at it, it's a good season but one that I think Preston will look to try and close the gap for next season, keep the manager for next season, try and identify a couple of key players to stay and, uh, and add some quality as well in the summer. Let's see what happens. All the best.
2: Thanks for that, Neil. We're now joined by Mark Lawrenson, who I'm sure most of you know was with us last time, just before the resumption, I think, was it, Mark?
0: It was, yeah, probably only a few days, I think.
2: Yeah, before yeah. Before a way, away, wasn't it, yeah. And you promised you'd come back and here you are.
0: Yeah, unfortunately for all, i come back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll jump straight in then. Uh, let's just have a little discussion about what we think went wrong this season. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was just over 50% of the season that we spent in the top six. Obviously, we went top in November and we finished ninth. So.
0: Yeah, well, I think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. One of the worst things was, weren't we six when we went into lockdown? Yeah, and I think all, all that really did was build up everybody's hope. But I think when you, when you look at, like, uh, obviously Leeds, uh, West Brom, Brentford, Fulham, actually, they're the, the four really good football insides. And yeah. we, were quite, we were quite a long way behind them, weren't we? And what we've ended up with is Cardiff and Swansea have nicked in the playoffs, haven't they? I think they're just like us. So, but mm-hmm. well, that's a bit galling because we could have actually made it. But I think the, the bottom line, and we talked about this last time I was on, which is, for me, was just, we just don't have enough goals, you know. I think the um, manager's addressed
2: that as well, hasn't he, recently, <coughs> or given his thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, we go to Luton 1-0 up and you think, just win the first game, just get the points, it makes all the difference. So, yeah. I don't know where we are in terms of, you know, bringing players in. I know Wigan are having a fire sale and I thought we might be nicking one or two of them, but it
2: doesn't look like that's doesn't, the case, does it? Doesn't look like it at all, does it? No. Well, there's one that, Holly, you've been, I mean, I suppose we have as well here uh, on, on our Twitter, banging the drum about Kiefer Moore. But Kiefer, yeah. Looks like he's off too. Uh, is it Millwall have had a bid accepted?
4: Uh, QPR on Millwall, yeah. yeah. A- around two million
2: which,
0: Which is, if you think about that, why aren't we bidding for him as mm. a player? Bloody Millwall. Exactly. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs>
0: What's happening? Unless, yeah. unless we've got a master plan, you never know.
2: Well, with, with <laughs> Peter in charge, you never know, do you?
0: <laughs> no, well, I think he's done a good job to me. Yeah, he has. He has <laughs> that's not me knocking Peter,
2: by the way. No, not, no. not knocking him at all.
0: The thing is, we think we, honestly, we don't know what Trevor's thinking, do we?
2: No, well, that's that's the big one, isn't it? Yeah, well, we never know what Trevor's thinking. We'll just, you know, touch his life. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: well, we've been linked with Kiefer before, haven't we? I mean, the asking price when he was at Barnsley was one and a half million. And obviously, we wouldn't pay it at the time we got Jaden. So, it's clear the manager's liked him in the past. So, hopefully, now he's done it at this level, you'd you'd hope we'd be back in. But, obviously, it depends if it's within our price range and our budget, really. You would assume you'd like
0: not... to think so, wouldn't you? Well,
3: you'd hope so. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, you would hope so, but based off based off history, you'd, you'd assume it's not.
0: What, because the older doesn't like paying transfer fees, you mean? Know? Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Was, what was
2: your quote from the last pod, Mark? Was it, not paying a transfer fee turns him on?
0: Yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a better one. He, he, he's so tight, he owes himself 40 quid. No. <laughs> It, uh, no, he's not He's not like that as well because he pays the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you just think, don't you? I mean, I don't know what you boys think, but this is going to be a strange transfer window anyway. And I think, I don't think Sheffield Wednesday will get relegated, but they'll get points taken off, won't they? And maybe you're fine. And I, I've heard that's probably the same thing's going to happen to Derby. Um,
2: yeah, which, it kind of makes a farce of it all, really, doesn't it? Well, it's,
0: it always is, though, isn't it? I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's Rick Parry running the AFL, isn't it? So, yeah. Man born without any charisma, but there you go. Um, so, this is, this is the year where you'd think if, if we could just, I know it's a big if, but if we could just do something, because mm-hmm. we, we don't really know. I mean, if, if you look at the teams that are going to be left, Cardiff and Swansea, as I said before, in front of us, all right, Forest are quite big, but they've obviously blown it. This, this is the year to get promotion. He said, "Just after we've ended the other year, but hey, or the other season." But it it really seriously is because I don't think I think wage bills will be a massive, massive talking point in the championship this year. Well, and all the levels below as well.
3: Yeah, and what's coming up isn't great either, is it? In terms of the three teams coming up out of League One, none of them really bother me. In terms of Coventry, Luton, and Wiccan. you know, and the teams coming down, they're going to struggle financially.
0: Well, they're going to get rid of the players. I mean, but I think Bournemouth are going to have a fire sale. I mean, you know, the likes of uh, the lad up front, Callum Wilson. Isn't Callum
2: Wilson, Josh they King. They won't
0: be playing in the in the championship. Norwich yeah. boys, is it can't. Well, the midfield player beginning with B can't, can never pronounce his name. Wendiea. Oh, Wendiea, there you go. there's uh, that same is that? Hello, Wendiea. <laughs> um, good morning. Um, so remains to be seen what they've got, They doesn't it? I think just that's um, why I think it's going to be really, really open. So remains to be seen. I think Watford will come as well. I don't. Uh, I think they'll get done at Arsenal tomorrow. I yeah, think it's tough for them. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, they'll only have five managers in the championship, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> what is all that about?
2: Madness, isn't it? Um, um, so, what, what do you think the main reason was that we've sort of bott- not bottled it, but obviously um, fallen short? I mean, there's, there's been there's been suggestion of too much rotation. Um,
0: yeah, but you know what? The thing about that. Would be Jake for me. He, he, he rotates because we just haven't really got that quality.
2: Well, that that was going to be my next point. Does he does he have a strongest eleven? <coughs> probably um, not. He's no. probably got a strongest, and we've said it before, maybe six, seven, eight players. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's also been suggestion that his insistence on playing a certain way and sort of reluctance to change that.
0: Well, I don't, yeah, but listen, you know, we've... If you'd said that, so what are we finished? Eighth or ninth?
2: Ninth.
0: Right. Okay. But but you'd have been happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's just that it, it does go to the, the the striker thing. But but also, <coughs> if, if you look, you know, I mean Nugent, what is he? Thirty six.
2: Yeah, thirty five, thirty six, and what?
0: Like what do we pay for Maguire?
2: Peanuts. Yeah, one fifty.
0: Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, Bakausen, one hundred and twenty. One he?
2: Something
0: yeah, like that, yeah. And we've got and play, but it's it's like, you know, they're the, the decent players, aren't they? But they're not players that are going to get you out of the Championship. And everyone goes on about 20 goals a season. We'd set up for someone 15 plus and that, yeah. might make, that might make all the difference. But, you know, we're always, always competitive. We just need that extra little whatever it is, don't that, we? That
2: little push, don't we?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, And and I think everybody knows that, you know, come to our place, it's a real difficult game against us. But they also know if we don't score in the first 20 minutes, then we we struggle to turn teams over.
3: Yeah. I think we had the seventh best home record in the league this season. And obviously the, the defeats that we've had, I think three of them have been the last sort of seven, eight games at home. So apart from that, up to that point, we were top two, top three in terms of home form. Mm-hmm. So, we were well up there. The away form has been the, the difficulty this season for us. Yeah. And we've not, the the form's not great away from home. I think we've only won six or, six away games all season. But them six away games we've won, we've actually done the double over them.
0: So, oh, right. okay.
3: So, it's a bit of an odd stat, really. But the fact, you know, the other 18, 17 away games, we've not won. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's not great in terms of that. And, you know, when you look at it in terms of positions, they're all in the top. They're all in the bottom half of the league. Mm. So,
2: well, that that yeah. leads me nicely into Ollie's <laughs> one of Ollie's two questions. So, his first one, and if any listeners aren't following Ollie on Twitter, he's he's worth a follow. He's just at Gorn underscore underscore.
0: Sounds like our team underscore underscore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's a soundbite in itself.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um
2: Yeah, so Oli asks, we only won three of our 26 games against the top 14 this season, but we won 15 of our 20 games against the bottom 10, (laughs) hugely contrasting form. Why do you think that is?
0: Um, Well, you could probably actually put it down to, to Wade, Bill, because... You know, you can only you can only keep sort of nicking players and turning them turning them into players and selling them on, which which obviously we do, don't we, and which 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 the owner uh, really likes. But you know, it's it's like this argument about in in the Premier League about the five subs, and they're going they're going to vote on it, aren't they? And I think they need seventy five percent of them to say yeah. But if you think you think about that, is if you're the top six teams or top eight teams. The quality of your subs are gonna be better than than the bottom 12 teams, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that's gonna be the worst. so it's a stupid rule because it's just making the top even even stronger. But, but what I'm trying to say is that, that majority of the teams who finished above us have apart from I think Cardiff and Swansea, have got better players, but more, lots of them. Rather than what if you'd say we've got four or five who we think are really good, that they, they'll have eight, nine or ten. Mm. I think it is. It is as simple as that because we don't lack effort. You know, you know, perspiration. Call it what you will, will to win. All we have, all that we have, all that. Even on a bad day, we have a real go. It is just that quality. You know, um, and that's the most difficult thing to 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 address. Really.
3: Yeah, I think I think on that really good good point. Or is when we play Cardiff at home, this their subs changed the game. Yeah. So you know uh, Mendez Lang and then Tomlin and then Glatzel, they all pay, played a part in the two goals that sealed the game for them. Yeah. So I think they had that little bit of strength in depth, and, and that play comes with having experience being in the Premier League as well. You know, they're still they have got financially more money in the in the pot than we have because of being in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, they can spend that little bit extra on wages because of their experience of being up in that top flight and getting the hundred million pound a year or, or whatever it is that they get now. So
0: five hundred and seventy.
3: It's frightening, isn't it? It's yeah. just a completely different level for you know, we're a club that's getting that's got a turnover of twelve million quid a year. Yeah.
0: You
3: know, but we're spending nineteen million quid on wages. So it's it's not a level playing field. And I think hopefully if there is the redress in terms of football finance then hopefully it it goes into our favour more than anything.
0: You know, that's, that was a point I was trying to make before because, you know, even, even you know, as I say, it costs Trevor seven million quid a year, whatever. But but we, we know he's good for that, don't
2: we? Yeah. It's you know, that, that extra bit, isn't it?
0: It is. It is that's all it is. It, it is that extra bit where, you know, as you, as you rightly say, it's just, it's just that extra bit of quality. And also, by the way, 46 games. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It really, honestly, it really seriously. Forty-six games. You think, oh my god, it's mad, it, and therefore, if you don't have that quality, like you go to the well sometimes and it's dry. And I thought that was the other thing with us. We we, we looked a bit leggy at the end, didn't we? You know, and you go into virtually. I know they change the team man a bit, but you are going to the same players nearly all the time. That, that that's the the problem really.
2: Yeah. Ollie's other question then. So he says, the league average win percentage was 37% this season. The Mm. league average loss percentage was also 37% this season. West Brom have just finished second with three wins in their last 11 games. Do you think fans need to be more accepting that the championship is a very streaky division and be less concerned when we go two, three or four games without a win?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, and he could for all the people who could moan about that, you'd say, all right, look at look at Brentford. What did they go? Did they win? How many games did they win on the trot before they got beat at home by Barnes? Eight, and eight or nine. I imagine eight, how eight. their punters feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they should really have romped it. I mean, and and they're a really good sign as well. But they've got some real good players, especially forwards, as we know. But yeah, it's it's, well, it's the 46 games, isn't it? It's just, it's just absolutely relentless. And 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 that's what it, and that's what it is all about. And you know, you know, generally any well-run team that's come down from the Premier League are always going to have a chance of getting back. You know, via via whatever, whether it's automatic or or it's or it's the playoffs. But look at just look at the teams who've. who've I mean, look at the Leeds team. Look at the players they've got. They're, they'll be absolutely fine in the Premier League. Yeah, hundred percent proper players. And you know, they, and they're obviously super fit, well managed, and they're in your face. Um, and but they, they've got plenty you know they, that's, that's the other thing West Bromberg, look at what West Bromberg well our, our man who we sold to um, Where did we sell your man to Norwich
2: uh, um, Callum Robinson yeah uh, he, Chef United
0: sorry Chef United He's he, he doesn't really get in the side does he oh, he's
2: been player. in and out has he since the return
0: <laughs> was he not one of our best players mm. you yeah. know so that probably in a nutshell is is, is what it is isn't it yeah
4: the Brentford point's a good one because they they went what, nine, they won nine in a row and then hmm. they needed three points from the last two games to go up automatically and lost them both. Yeah, just, well, I mean, in this league, it's just so mad because I saw a stat the other day that the bottom five teams with six games to go, none of them got relegated. They all stayed up. Yeah,
0: so, mental, isn't it? It's but Luton's run, Luton's run was like nothing short of sensational, was it? Yeah. You know, but that—that's it is—it is just dog eat dog. It's yeah.
2: Well, Wigan's a prime example, I think. um, Yeah. On on the going up, going down podcast that the not the top twenty boys do for the Athletic, I think they they said Wigan were something like fourth or fifth in the form table since the new year. Yeah. And they've got relegated. I mean, I know there's the points deduction in there as well. But yeah, it's it just shows that it's just a crazy, crazy league. And I think.
0: I hope they get sorted out because that's ridiculous what's happened to yeah.
2: them. Yeah, absolutely. Ridiculous. And and the fact that there was that leaked video that Rick Parry basically confirmed there was an investigation into the the alleged bet that's gone on in Thailand yeah, or yeah, wherever yeah. it is.
0: Surely not. Betting in the Far East, whatever now. <laughs>
2: um,
0: You do not get any odds on it
2: much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do think, I do think on the whole our fans need to maybe take a chill pill with not, not just when we go two or three games without a win, but a lot of other things as well. Um, I think, I mean, I can only speak for North End's fans. I don't know what mm. other fans are like, but I feel like we are quite a reactive bunch.
0: Oh, um, I think all supporters are.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: You know, I mean, so in lockdown, Brighton didn't, didn't want the Premier League to start again. Because you know what? Because obviously they came up and said, oh, it's wrong, and it's this." But basically, they looked. They looked at their fixtures and thought, "What the hell?" They thought yeah. they were going to get relegated. Because I yeah. mean, you know, they had everybody to play, didn't they? And in the end, they've they've done great. Because yeah. the last time, you never know when you play a team if they, you know, they're good, bad, or indifferent. No matter, you know, what, what abilities that they've got. But it, it's um, even Liverpool fans now, after winning it you know, someone said, well, how do you think they'll do Will they get 100 points? And, and I said, I'm not being funny, they won't be arsed.
2: You, say you said that on air.
0: Yeah, they won't, honestly, they won't yeah. be. They won't, and they, because you've you got your flip-flops on. Because, you know, you, you've won the league and sort of last year, obviously, they, were, they finished a point behind Man City, which was in itself was like fantastic achievement. And then, so they've sat in the dressing room at the start of the season gone, come on, boys, let's go again. And you think, you know, as a manager, you'd say that to the players and think, crikey, this is going to be some task and they've been brilliant but once once you've won something and you've just got league games left it's like really yeah you know and that and but their punters you know where, where i live they're all going oh what's happened to our team i said what just won the league it's seven games that never been done before seven games left i says what the hell do you want i said they got the flip-flops on and, and you would have wouldn't you
2: yeah yeah. but that, i think all,
0: all supporters are Also, and I I think now, of course, in the massive thing, social media is just, everybody's got a voice, but everyone can react to everything, can't they? Imagine that, if you were, when Southampton got done by Leicester City, nine, and and look how they finished. I mean, it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they finished strong, haven't
0: they? Oh, they finished, and I mean, Danny Ings has scored, he's responsible for over 40-odd percent of their goals. What a stat that is. It's amazing. Think you want to come play for us?
2: <laughs> I don't think i would pay for him. Oh, really? We <laughs> <laughs> <Really?
0: laughs> do surprise me.
2: <laughs> yeah. So the the question from Paul Elliot then PC Paul <laughs> Elliot, who's the the man behind the Peony Police Twitter account. He said, what, what do the majority of P&E fans expect the club to achieve given the resources? What do you, as in us on the podcast and others think, has to be done to realise the expectations? What do you risk in trying to match expectations? Because in most cases, expectations very rarely match reality.
0: Yeah, um, it's the longest question in the world. But I mean, the, the, the thing is, and I said this to you last time, is, our problem in inverted commas is we're the only northwest team that's not been in the Premier League, aren't we? So that that pisses us off doesn't it in in a way. But then again, you know you, you look at some of the problems that the other teams have had and they've been in and got relegated and, and stuff like that. And it, it's easy to sit here and say, Trevor, just give us an extra 10 million budget, and you know we'll we'll, we'll get promotion. And you kind of think, why doesn't he? But he he, he, he won't, will he? And he never has, but he just, he just kept the club going. I mean, could you imagine if we didn't have him? I think it think would have been a real, I don't think it would been in the championship. But- a In a real state. Yeah, absolutely. But it's that, it's basically, we come, we come around whatever question about the club, is, we always come around to the fact that we just haven't got quite enough quality. Yeah. And you know, and, and, and he mentioned Peter before, but you know, and Peter Reid does some unbelievable bargains when you look at the players that we've got, but it's just a pity we can't match the bargains with occasionally going bang and going taking someone and and you know Trevor just adding a
2: bit of it. quality.
0: Yeah, but Trevor doesn't really like paying transfer fees, does he? And you kind of get it, and he, you know, he's like he's a Preston bloke and he's he's working class and he's very much if you work for me, I'll look after you. Yeah, which I think he does with the players that we've got. Yeah, but he's not he's not starstruck, is he? No. If you know what I mean. So what, what,
2: what do you expect then, given, given the resources? What do you expect from North End season yeah. in season half?
0: T- top, top if, we, if, we, if we're in the top half, I think we've done well with, what, what, with everything. If you take everything into consideration, I think we've done well. And you know the other thing, and it's maybe a bit of a mute point, but our ground's fab, isn't it? Mm. And it's like we're all, we're all sort of sat there when we go to the games and thinking, look, it's all set up for Premier League, but... Just, and that's how it is.
2: Just one, one thing short of that. Yeah,
0: just one one major thing short. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: What What about you two? What What do you expect? Sort of going into m- sort of most seasons. What What do you do? You look at and think, I'll be happy with that.
3: I think it's it's for me. This season was it was an opportunity, but it was about being stable. Mm. And that's the thing with us. We've got the six. You know, in the bottom six, of turnover in the league. <laughs> you know in terms of money coming in we, we are a small fish in this quite big pond you know look at some of the teams in this league you know leads the west broms that get in you know west brom getting the parachute payment money that they did west aston villa last year spent 95 million pound on wages mm. to get out of the championship it's not an easy lead to get out of and you know you look at you look at bentford and how good they are i know they've sort of bottled it the last two games but the front threes at you know, can compete with anything, I think, in the top, the bottom half of the Premier League, personally. I think they are that good. You know, it's just a shame that they've come up short. But going through that form that they've been on, it had to run out eventually. I just hope they don't blow it in the playoffs now, because obviously they've got Swansea over two legs, who've got yeah. that bit of momentum. And I spoke about momentum on the, you know, pre-rejunction pod. And, you know, we just didn't get that momentum going, did we? If we, if we beat Luton, it's probably a different story altogether but we took two points from the first four games, whereas, you know, Swansea took 17 points after lockdown, Cardiff took 19, you know, we took 10, Forest took took 10 and obviously blew it on that, by a goal on that last day, that crazy Wednesday that we just had, that I don't think we'll probably see again for a long time, top and bottom, you know, for teams to be fighting for the top six and then, you know, two different teams being able to go up automatically, three if you include Fulham, I know that was really unlikely, but then, the story at the bottom end as well, especially with everything that's gone on on weekend. Yeah, and it's but, no
2: surprise to see that the only non-story on that day involved us.
3: Well, I think it was the only game that the BBC didn't have anyone at. I was <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't blame you because it's, no, it's yeah. literally the only game out of the 12 that's nothing riding on
5: on
3: Yeah, so, but I think, you know, we've just got to... The, the, the realisation is that we are a little fish in this pond, you know, and the fact that we've we finished ninth. And yeah, you can say, oh, be on Millwall, who are a similar size club to us." Then yeah, but they've had Gary Rabbit go in that's done a cracking job, yeah. you know, fit fit really well in with their culture, you know, playing some good stuff as well, you know, with the three at the back that they're playing. Yeah, Jake Cooper, I really like, you know, for a player that's that tall, you know, six foot five, I think he is. He's a player; he can play with his feet, you know. I think they'll they could push on if they get Kiefer, especially. You because know, he'll yeah. it'll, it'll probably be a replacement for Matt Smith. And um, but looking at the league, if you know, if Derby get a points deduction next season, if to start off with, well, would it whatever. would it come
2: in next for next season, or would it be taken yeah. off their total from this season?
3: But that's not going to that's not going to penalise them, is it? If they get yeah. unless they get, they're not going to get a massive oh, points deduction that relegates
2: them. EFL did that with Birmingham, didn't they? In terms of gave them a nine point deduction at the end of the season, knowing that nine points wouldn't see them go down. What's the point? Well, that's my point. Is 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 Sheffield Wednesday and Derby? Is it going to be done this season in a similar style to how it was with Birmingham, or will it I, will it come in I, from I, next season?
0: The, the way somebody told it, sorry, the way somebody said it to me will be they would be minus whatever at the start. Right, of okay. But you never know. Do you?
3: I think there's a cut off at some point in March where for stuff like this. So if they get penalised this season, it'd have to be. They have to punish them, i.e. validate them. So I think it'll be next season. It's a bit, it's a bit like this Wigan thing. You know, the, the reason they've had the full 12 is that, you know, it's punished them and it's punished them through no fault of their own, really, let's mm-hmm. be honest. But yeah, I don't, I'd look at Lee next season, a bit like you said before, Lalloran. if we can tie down what we've got and add a little bit, then we've got a chance, you know, and it's that bit year-on-year year improvement, it, you know, since we've been back in the Championship, everyone's moaning about how we finished. It's the second highest points tally we've got. But that's you know, the first so...
0: part of the season. If you said, you're going to finish ninth, we we'd all taken it, wouldn't we?
3: Yeah, absolutely. After Millwall away, Laura, I'd have snapped your hand off. <laughs> After our first game of the season, we were that bad. I thought if you'd offered me a top-half finish at that point, I'd have, yeah, absolutely all day long.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have your hand snapped off when you were at Millwall. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we won't talk about that. Oh, no, no. about you, What about you, Ollie?
0: It's a tough one because I think
4: the reality is, like Jimmy said, that our budget is, what, bottom six, bottom eight? Yeah. So fans want promotion because we've punched above our weight so well since coming back to the division. But spending-wise, we can't get anywhere close because even if we say that we're a similar size to Millwall, we're literally just talking about how they've offered two million quid for a striker. We've, yeah. never paid, we've never paid that money for anyone in our history. So it's so hard to compete. Um, I do tend to look for the top half as well before a season starts, and just sort of say, you know, if we if we can make a little late push, then great. But
2: yeah.
4: I think there's always people that just think that we're always just one player away from automatic or something, which I just don't no. do
2: think is the case.
0: Try four or five.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> but I've, I brought up the other day about how since. Since we came back to the championship, the first season under Alex Neil, I think, was the highest points total, and it would have been enough for the playoffs this season. But the difference is that that year he had Hugel for half a year, he had Cunningham, he had Robinson. They've taken that quality out of the team and not really replaced it. Yeah. So if Neil has that quality, like I say, the points total that he got that first season would have been enough for the playoffs this season. Yeah. So, the opportunity's there. It's just whether they're going to take the gamble, which sadly I can't see them taking. No.
0: No. we will be interesting, though, in terms of the players that we're looking at or getting or whatever. What's um, what's our highest transfer fee we ever paid? Is it three quarters of a mil? No, it's um, um,
3: 1.8 for David Healy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still Healy, yeah. isn't it?
0: And well, hold on, what, what did we make? On, did we not make anything on him? Or did we?
4: We sold him for like 600k to Leeds, I think. That's why was I it was that low? What the pin? I think it was, because I think he, was he not in the final year of his contract? And he sort of said that he wanted to go.
2: Right. Yeah, the whole
4: so, so incident at Ellen Road, one, though, where he was waving to their fans and they That's, just...
2: Yeah. yeah. Then he scored uh, against us a few weeks later, didn't he? When
4: he's actually
3: playing for Leeds, so... Well, I suppose we, they spent good money on Potts and Bayless.
2: Yeah, it was just over a million on both of them, wasn't it, each? And what, what do you think? I like Potts. <laughs> Jury's definitely still out on Bayless.
0: Yeah. Which, you played... know, that's the only problem is then, because you know, Trevor's argument will be... Yeah,
4: and... this is my fear, that if Neil wants more money, they'll point to Bayless and say, we gave you X amount of money for him and he's not started a game
3: for you yet. Yeah. He's played 16 minutes in the Championship this season. They were all doing the other night, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, were all against Bristol City. He did really well, though, didn't he? He did all right when he came on, yeah. Looked all right for 16 minutes. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, parts Pot, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of.
0: He worked hard enough. I haven't seen him that often, to be honest with you, but he, he certainly worked. When he first got in the team, he looked a player, didn't he? Uh, I think yeah. we've seen that form come back post-lockdown. Yeah. Right,
4: his finishing, his two finishes for his goals against Wednesday and then Birmingham were both brilliant finishes. He's got,
0: he's got that, he's got he's that no, desire he's, to
4: break forward. He's what? He's got that desire to break forward from midfield and yeah. try and
2: get on the end of stuff. He's, he's a very leggy player, isn't he? He's, he's got loads of running in him. Um, takes a while to go up to speed, but once he does, he's he's got his quite quite a bit of power.
0: Have we? Are we any kids coming through? Do we know Ethan? Just Walker. let them go.
2: <laughs> yeah, just let the second years go. But we've got Adam O'Reilly and Ethan Walker that have made made the step up to the first team.
0: Right, so presumably let the second years go because you don't think they're good enough. Well, one of them's just got a two-year
4: deal at Blackburn. So,
0: all right, okay.
4: Yeah, that's not gone down yeah. so
3: well. Yeah, the talk was Laura, We didn't have the money to be able to offer them pro contracts. So there is Jack Armour, who we've let go, who's a Scotland under nineteen international. He's got a deal at Carlisle, by all accounts. And then there's Tyrese Dolan, who's gone to Rovers on a two-year deal. But the manager came out and said that he wanted to offer them pros, or wanted wanted to offer them extensions, but couldn't afford to do so.
4: This was the argument they used to make in League One, when Wesley and that, they scrapped the development squad to put all the money into the first team. But we're we're back in the Championship for five years now and still don't have a bridge between under-18s and first-team. So we're just caught in this thing where they're not going to pay the money for to keep kids like Dolan because they're not going to be first team players right now, and it's better to just use that money elsewhere.
0: Or, or I was going, or maybe Alex Neil do not think they're going to make it at this level. Possibly,
4: hmm. possibly. Because
0: i do not. I mean, what would it cost to keep the lad you just mentioned? It won't be that much, would I it? I imagine it's much, but.
3: Well if so, it's five hundred. It's five hundred quid a, a week or similar. It's probably twenty-five to thirty grand a year.
0: Well, I, that would suggest to me they don't think he's going to make it, yeah. because I mean, even Trevor Trevor would love a bit of that, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. you no, know, if you paid that in yeah. eighteen months, you got in the first team, and then you know you improved it. It just sounds to me like probably doesn't think they're, they're going to be good enough.
3: I think the reason he's gone to Rovers is they've got a development squad, so they've got an under 20 team, so they they can take that a little bit of a gamble. Ryan yeah. kids there as they well, so it. obviously blank oh, right. okay. kids there. So we've we'll known him from his time at Berry and watching him in the under eighteen. So it'd be interesting, obviously, if he does make it. It might be another one we've we've missed the boat on, but if he doesn't, yeah. then it would probably be seen as good business by by the club at this moment. I mean.
0: Everybody loses players, don't they? And they turn up somewhere else yeah. Just yeah, the, yeah. the league's littered with them. And at, mm. you know, 17, 18, 19 what what did you know? How to order a pint of lager on it and drink it. And that was it. Yeah. Like, really, you think you know everything, you know absolutely bloody nothing, don't you? That's the thing.
2: Yeah. Well yeah. while we're on the topic of transfers then, um it's I think you could could argue it's gonna be quite a big summer this summer. Incomings and outgoings. Obviously, with if everything was to stay the same, the two probably key areas are fullback and striker. But then you chuck into the mix that we're we're likely going to lose what maybe maybe one or two from Pearson, Brown, Davis, Johnson.
0: Yeah, I mean, with those though, I I can't I can't see, I honestly can't see where they would go, and and the good you know the, we know the good players. Who's going to take them?
2: That, that was actually a question we got for today, was where, where do we see the two bends going and fitting in? Yeah, I'm not,
0: I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I'm a massive Pearson fan, but and I, I know loads of... Because obviously you sitting sit in the director's box and all that, and there's loads of scouts, and they say to you, you know, about the boy Pearson. I said, well, I said he can play. I said, but who would take him? I, mean, I, do you th- I
2: think he's... Has he been linked with Burnley in the past? I
0: was
4: just going to say I could see Deitch loving him.
2: Yeah, because they've lost quite a few as well, haven't they, Burnley?
0: I could see him loving him, but you know that the Premier League's a big, bag world, isn't it? And yeah. he look a bit lost in there. And I, and I know he's a he's a player for us, but I'm I think he'd get overrun.
3: It's interesting to see Josh all making that step up at Burnley. So obviously we had the choice at the time keep Brownhill or Brown, and we ended up keeping John, Alan Brown. You know, it was it was a toss up between the two, so. Is, and I see it sort of as quite similar players. Obviously, Josh Brown came on quite well at Bristol City. You could probably say that Alan Brown's potentially stalled a little bit, you know,
0: in terms of falling behind. Mind you, he's having Brown to close back on occasion, isn't he? I mean, that's. It's not opening. <laughs> no, really. No. It's not at all. But I mean, at all. I mean, how many, how many times has Brownhill started? Put it this way if all Burnley players were fit, how many, start, how many times would Brownhill start? He doesn't get in the best 11, does he? No. What, they played for him? Seven, eight?
3: Yeah, something like that. Eight, eight in the end. We got, we got a cut, didn't we, from the deal we did with Bristol City? So. Oh, did we? we
2: got Some a million and a half. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, that's obviously why we didn't keep the kids. We couldn't afford it.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> know <laughs> um, um, Burnley have lost quite a few players, though, haven't they? There's a few that refused to sign do, contracts. and uh,
4: A few have gone, yeah, at the end of the contracts, like Jeff
0: Hendrick, the mid-field.
2: Yeah. Wasn't the talk was a as well point. about Daish quitting? After yeah. the season, because he'd fallen I, 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 out about transfer budgets or something.
0: Well, that was about them, though, wasn't about the players. Because he, he, he would have had to offer the club would have had to offer him a new contract because of the way the season was finishing. Mm. And and I think the uh, whoever runs in terms of the finance just said Does it doesn't make any sense financially. And obviously, right. Dice then kicked off quite rightly and went, "Well, do, 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 whatever." And of course, what happens is they've never they haven't lost them they for ages, Burnley. Uh, down, down to our bare bones, with players. He keeps winning. So, but I think it's it's that thing again. Is you know, even Burnley would keep somebody if they thought, obviously, that it it was worth it. Because yeah. you know they can't spend big money, can they?
2: Well, compared to us, they can. But in in the <laughs> well, yeah, in Premier mean, League terms, they can't, can they? Really? They
0: no, they. I mean, they must. Be, they'll definitely have one of the lowest at lowest wage bills, mm-hmm. won't they? In the easily in the in the Premier League, easily. Yeah. So.
3: I think the other key thing about this summer is the players that are out of contract in 12 months time so all those four players mentioned have all your 12 months left of the deal and I think there's 16 players in total out of contract next summer so for me it's A are they going to sign on because it sounds like the manager's only just getting around to offering renewals now we've ended the season and obviously if they they don't want to sign a deal and we try and ship them out like I said who's going to have them because it's tough out there, you know. Mm. Post COVID, it's going to be a different. It's going to be a different world, especially in the championship. You know, you could probably look at the teams that are coming down. Maybe a Bournemouth or Watford might be able to afford five, six million pounds for a player, but no one else is going to be able to afford it at our level. And who in the in the Premier League is going to take a gamble on a, a championship player that's not not made the step up? You know, it's not finishing the top six. No, exactly. Know, then,
0: exactly. The other the other thing with players is is that. You can always say, like Ben Pearson, you can have, you can offer him a really good contract, and then just say basically, if someone comes in and offers us ten million for you, then we'll let you go. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you've only really got one year having to pay him, you know, really good money. Mm. I mean, Trevor would be up for that, would he not? You know,
2: you'd, so. you'd like to hope so, wouldn't
0: you? Well, he's a businessman, yeah. so 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 of course he would. But um, I don't I don't really see any of the better players that we've got going in the Premier League and walking to, into any teams. And, if you're in the Premiership, I mean, so take it, you're only looking at the bottom half, aren't you? Yeah. And can those teams afford to take somebody and pay like 10 million quid and them not play? I don't think so. Especially yeah, not we... in the
2: current climate.
0: Well, exactly. Jack and reckon might look at any of our lot? Well, just tell him not to. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I think... No, when he, he took Eugle, didn't he? Mm. And I think he had, his, he had his fingers burnt a little bit. He kind of thought, you know, that Eugle actually would do all right for him. He t- tell you what, he waxes lyrical about him when he, when he took him. He said he trained every afternoon on his own Eugle. He said he was trained like a dog, as in he really wanted to make it. But he, it's, that's not his division, is it? No. And I think the other thing is, if if you're then looking at a Ben Pearson and you've been in the game a while and you know about Eugle, you kind of go think Ben Pearson can make it in the Premier League. Not sure that he can. And I think the other thing with players is, is, is sometimes you, you need to know your worth, and you need yeah. to know what you're good at. And, and you know, it's only wants his decent money as well. But Pearson's a good player, isn't he? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. we're, this way: we're, we're a better team with him in it than than not. Definitely. But I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it's. This funny thing going to be this year about transfers and everything. I think everyone's now just looking for a bargain. And mm. I think it's, if, if, if it's like stick or twist, a lot of them are going to stick, maybe with the players that they've got. And that's maybe what, what, what we're at.
2: Could, could you see that happening? Could you see the club holding on to the, the, the more saleable assets, if you will, that have only got a year left and then potentially risk losing them for nothing?
0: Well, yeah, but then then, then you'd have to do a deal in the first of Jan, wouldn't you? Hmm. If you thought they were going to walk out for, for you know the square root of zero, you're just going to have to do a bit of a deal. But um, what do we pay for Ben Pearson? 300k, I think we paid. Mm.
2: And got Liam Grimshaw chucked in as well.
0: Chucked out or chucked in?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> chucked in and then very quickly chucked out. <laughs>
0: um, so it's all about. You never food. forget I... with
2: Liam Grimshaw the game against Accrington in the Cup when he just picked the ball up on the halfway line? put his head down and ran and just ran it straight out of play. Yeah.
0: If the gates had been open, he'd be down the line. To yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan Kennedy was like that. Yeah. Listen, what I a, what a will say, like, I mean, I like Peter Ridsdale because uh, I just think he does great deals. I think, I think he'll be across all this. Well, I hope he'll be across. He will be across all this. It's just what he's allowed to do. But the only thing is eventually, you know, Burkhouse and Maguire those players that we've taken, and and you know we'll get good money for them, won't we, if, if we sold them in terms of what we paid for them? But sometimes you just have to take a bit of a chance with, mm. you know, two and all, what's two and a half million?
2: Current climate, probably not a lot.
0: What and what's 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 a boy from Wigan going for about one and three quarters or something? Is he? Yeah, we'll yeah, about seven.
2: about that, yeah.
0: So. I-
3: I think that would make the difference as well. I mean, you know, if you pick up, you know, a key for more and you pick up a left-back, I know we'd we well we'd offered a contract to that, Jake Bidwell, who ended up going to Swansea right. last summer, right. left-back, um, but we fell about four grand a week short from what he's getting at Swansea. You know, but if we had a left-back that could actually contribute to games in terms of you know, attacking sense, because yeah. Hughes is fine defensively, but final third, There's he's no good. assists, he's no goals this season. Right. You know his costing contributions not great either. So mm. oh, you know, he's you only have two some,
2: goals from direct from free kicks as well.
3: Yeah, he scored two free kicks last season. Yeah. So I think if you if you address the left back issue and you get someone who can put the ball in, the that, then I don't think we're finished ninth in the league.
0: No. Well, it's like a, it's like I mean, Swansea took Ryan Brewster, didn't they? And yeah. They, they sold the three centre forwards basically, didn't they? But um, they took the Ryan Brewster and and part of the guarantee was he had to play so many games and start, not just come on a sub. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that, that's a gamble in itself, isn't it? And he, I think he signed a whopping big new contract with Liverpool before he left. So I would imagine that Swansea mm. picking most of that tab up as well. But look, they've gambled and they've got in there, haven't they? But well, just, if, they don't, if, they, sorry, if they don't get promoted, are they then in a mess? Because he'll go back. He'll, yeah. he'll go back. Liverpool
2: they've sold uh, is it Borja Baston as well
0: yeah
2: and then is it Andre Ayew that they've got as well who's on big bucks you, you can't imagine that's sustainable did
0: they, didn't they sell one of the ius
2: yeah jordan to crystal palace i, I think, think the season they came down they sold mcburney yeah
0: they mm. sold another striker didn't they daniel james went to united They go to, to, to so listen so they've gambled haven't they with Ryan Brewster, and, and he's—I mean—he's come good, isn't he? Last third
2: of Well, the I seat? think Neil said the other day in the press, basically said that Ryan Brewster was one that we tried to get, and and it fell through, which ties in with what we—I say we, me and you, Jimmy had, had heard in in January. I don't know about what you'd heard, Ollie, but I had heard that we were in for him. And yeah, well, Alex we... Neil's basically said the other day that we had one lad who's gone on to do really well at another championship club and has made the difference. Yeah.
3: Same really, isn't it? But yeah, we've missed out on a few like that this season. haven't We, we missed out on Conor Gallagher. Yeah, like that same went thing. Went to
2: Charlton and then went to Swansea. So, um, so just for... on the on the fullbacks then. Obviously, it's a bit that's a bit of a discussion in itself because you've got Hughes is quite limited going forward. But then on that left side, if Ben Davis does leave, then we've potentially got Josh Earle to play on that left side. But he's he's played mainly for us anyway as a left fullback. I think out on loan he's played as part of a back three on the left, has he?
4: Yeah, at Bolton and then on the Ipswich, I think.
2: Yeah, so obviously the, the, the thing with that comes is, well, are we going to look at relying on Josh Hill to fill Ben Davis's spot should he leave? Or would we keep him at the club as maybe a backup and do what we've done with Jordan Story and look at replacing Ben Davis with maybe another left footer? Because Alex Neil likes that balance, doesn't he? He likes left. left footers on the left, right footers on the right, where he can. Yeah. Do you think Ben Davis will go?
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: I think quality wise, Laro. I think between him and Pearson and potentially Brown, they're the three that could go to a top six championship side. But you know, bottom six Premier League team. The rumor was Ben Davis had been linked with Newcastle. Steve Bruce, a massive admirer. And
2: and Brighton were linked as well, weren't they? Mm. They've got
0: they've got the boy coming back from Leeds, haven't
3: they? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Bruce, he might not be there, We might not be there tomorrow.
3: It's all a bit of a mess, that takeover now, isn't it, as well? So it's, uh, God knows what's going to happen up there.
0: Well, I think the, the American boy will buy him, won't he, if he can, but he's they're obviously waiting for the Saudi thing. Well, I don't know what's, that's politics, isn't it? I think it's, yeah,
2: yeah it's quite political, that, isn't it? To, isn't the thing that's holding it up something to do with um, television rights in the Middle East? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've, uh, yeah they've been, they've been, um, like pirating them, aren't they? Yeah, something
2: like that, and the Saudi network, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's like being sports,
4: I think something
2: to do with it. It's, it's the equivalent of that, I think, isn't it? It's now, yeah, called, okay. it's now called
0: being trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure, Dave. I'm not sure, Dave. I don't know. Come, I mean, what would you, what would you ask for him for Ben Davies?
2: Pre COVID, probably what maybe seven to ten million yeah. young English left footed centre back can play out with the ball at his feet. But post COVID, I don't mm. know, maybe five I'm at a push. Sure. I'm
0: not, I'm not, I, I just don't know where he would go. I think he'd
4: have to go to a team that play a back three if he's going to make the step up. I think he'd have to be a left sided centre back in a in the end.
0: Premier League, yeah, yeah, if he was
4: going to make the step up because he's a bit on the small side for a top centre half. I guess
0: No, he is, no, he is, yeah.
4: Yeah, so I think if he's going to make it in the prem, it might have to be in that sort of role. I'm trying to think who plays a back three in the prem. Wolves, yeah. Can't see him
2: going there. There. Can't Can you really?
4: No, left left sided centre half. So he's not quite as exposed, but it's finding that spot for him, isn't it?
0: Mm. Mm. But you wouldn't, you you know, you wouldn't sign a player on the basis that you don't want him exposed, would you? <laughs> well, no, but you wouldn't, would you? No. Unless it's in the Sunday People or something. But I mean, but. <laughs> You wouldn't, would you?
4: I guess more to <laughs> accentuate what he's good at and hide what he's bad at is what I mean. But I just don't know where he goes.
0: No, i will answer that my question. I really don't know where he goes. I'm not mm. doubting he's, he's he's a good player, but again, they've all looked at him. They've all looked at him.
2: Yeah. So, well, so what, what 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 do you think moving forward? Then this summer, we we need to sort of prioritize. Do you think? Oh, I know you've both obviously mentioned Andrew Hughes. Do you think that is a priority? Like a maybe a not a problem area, but an area that does need addressing. That left side of the back four.
4: Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's a huge crippling problem, but I think if they if they see Earl as a centre back moving forward, then they have to get another left back in.
2: It do you Do you think they do see Earl as a centre back though?
4: I honestly don't know. It's one of these that could go either way. Where. If they choose to keep him as a left back, then they probably need another left-footed centre back to replace Davis should he go.
2: Yeah,
4: it's one of these where it's all it all feels a little bit interlinked and it's a sort of surprise key to it all. But I think because we went for Max Lowe last summer, right, from Derby, yeah. and that was sort of an attacking left back with pace who was going to get forward. And I think that is something that they should look at again, mm-hmm. just to maybe open the game up a little bit more in home games and get on the front foot, because Hughes doesn't really offer us that as great as he is defensively.
0: Well, you've, you've just got to look at Liverpool. It's the future, isn't it? Everyone, yeah. Everyone's full-backs now are, are as good players as midfield players <laughs> in, the, in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, the old bomb on, don't they? That's, yeah. you know, football's changed, changed in that way. and that, That's probably why quite a few of them play with three at the back. It's, they've got a safety policy, haven't they?
5: Yeah.
0: And if you're under a bit of pressure, actually, you defend with five, don't you? So it's you know it's even better.
2: Yeah. I don't
3: think we replaced Greg really when we when we got Hughes yeah. in. It's not it's not a patch, you know. I think you know that difference in quality. You know, I know Greg went for what three four million quid, but it's just levels. You know, Andrew well, Hughes. You get three, four as...
2: million for Greg and you go and spend two hundred grand on Andrew Hughes. I think Darren, I, I recall record Darren McCantony saying on Twitter when, when he, he left, saying that I've no problems with him moving up to the championship. He'll work hard and he'll probably do well. But he, I think it basically alluding to the fact that he didn't quite think he was good enough good enough, yeah. but would do a job. And that's probably what, what what's turned out to happen. Where's Cunningham now? Cardiff. Is it Cardiff? He,
4: did, on, he, was Cardiff? On, he was on loan at Rovers but then got injured,
3: I think. And, yeah, did his ACL.
0: Yeah. Oh, did he? But yeah, he Cardiff played under Warnock, did he?
3: No. I think he made about five or six appearances in the Prem. Not was right. No. Mm. But he's got a good pedigree coming in. We, we forget like he was at City as a kid, Ireland international. You know, he's, he has got the skills there. You know, he's oh, yeah, great yeah. at Bristol seven, City.
0: Yeah, he was seven or eight out of ten every time he played. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you could do get play year for us as well. One of the years, you know,
3: he's just you he knew what you were getting with Greg, and we just we just haven't replaced it. You know, I think if you have Greg one side and Darnell the other, you've got two attacking fullbacks then, and you, you know, it gives us that width and that opportunity going forward, as well as being sound defensively as well. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, probably yeah. what. Damien, you Darnell Fisher when you're saying being sound defensively. Yeah, Darnell's good. I think Darnell's all right defensively. All right, we could fall out, me and you. I just find him skittish. Do you know what I mean? And I don't. Mm-hmm. And I know he gets forward and he's quick, but I, I never really see much end product. And I just something about him defensively, I just don't trust him.
2: But hey, I'm not picking the team. So I think one thing that you can criticize the club since Neil's been in charge of not utilizing is the is the loan window, and um, obviously. We've spoken about how Trevor doesn't like to spend a transfer fee. Uh, mm. I think there's no question really that the loan window is something we need to look to utilise better.
0: Yeah. Um, and we need to get Premier League players on loan, don't we? But but the only ones we're going to get are the ones who are probably 18, 19. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that, that, the, the club, the, the club that they're at, probably think they're going to be good players, but they're not ready yet. But yeah. we obviously give them that opportunity, you know, t- to be ready. But then that's, I mean, that's down to the to the scouting, isn't it?
4: How I many signings think... have we made under Neil? Is it three,
0: four?
3: So you've had, so two have only lasted half a season. So oh, Andre, yeah, Andre Green went back halfway through the season on a season-long though Steffi Mavadir did the same,
2: and then um, read, and Brandon and Barker.
3: Yeah, and you could say the is probably the only one out of the four that made an impact. I mean, he played 45 out of the 46 games last season. You know, and looked, you know, I, I said last week, I'd have him back, personally, because I thought he was an out and goes further up the pitch. And I don't think he's done much at Middlesbrough this season, has he? And didn't, didn't oh, play for Wolfsburg. Played,
0: was
3: he? No, he, didn't. he went to Wolfsburg for the first half of the season and then went he's to Middlesbrough.
0: He's I thought from City. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought he was lazy. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that might be his age, but he, and I also I didn't, I don't think he realised what he had. Yeah. And then occasionally you'd see a burst from him, you think, wow, but how often, you, you didn't see that burst very often, did you? No,
3: I think he's just turned 20, so he's getting yeah. that stage now where he, 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 needs, he needs to kick on because otherwise he'll fall down the pyramid quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, I think we his brother's at City as well, isn't it? is it Felix? Felix. brother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so, sometimes
0: a problem when you take kids from like, say, like a Man City who play, you know, really good football. I think those kids kind of think you don't have to do anything else. Which, mm-hmm. as we know, with the Championship, crikey. And I, th- I don't think he ever. I just don't think he got it.
4: There were a few times where you'd watch the match and it was like he was still in sort of under twenty three football mode. So yeah. to your point, Mark, just being like, just not quite ready. For a full championship season, playing,
0: I always, I always felt like I wanted to shout at him. You know, <laughs> think, no, do you know what Winning I mean? Ball. To make him a better player. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a big old piece of kit, but I mean, you'd like just have a real. Sometimes you, sometimes just need a rocket, don't they?
4: Yeah, like we've seen it before with some lonies, even at Preston. You know, Josh mm. King, Danny Welbeck, Andy Carroll. These kids that come in and aren't quite ready to make a big impact for us, and then go on to. Be Premier League players, it's a
0: weird one. Well, yeah. it is a, but the weird thing as well is because you, you can't. If you take someone on loan, you can't really upset them because they go crying to the agent. Then the agent yeah. will ring the manager from the club they've come from and go, "Oh, you what's? You can't treat our players like this." But actually, that's probably what they need.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Be interesting what we do scouting wise in under twenty threes in the Premier League under twenty threes because. There's got to be some talent. So you look at the kids that have come through at Liverpool, like Nico Williams, the right back.
0: Yeah. He's right.
3: like, he's another level in, you know, for what, a 19-year-old kid.
0: Oh, yeah. he could play in the team now.
3: He'll yeah. play for Wales, he'll play for Wales before, end it. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a player, but then they're going to have a problem because, because of um Trent. 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 Because he's a bit of a player, apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's all right, isn't he?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I heard one or two things about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, just on sort of like the scouting in the under-23s and stuff, obviously that was, it seemed to be anyway at one point, like our staple for, for transfers, and, and we seem to have come away from that a bit. Um, do, you think, do you think it's maybe that the, the looking at players and thinking we need to sign a bit of experience? We can't afford to sign championship experience, so we maybe look further down the pyramid to sign... Someone who could bring that experience, if you know what I mean. Maybe spend a bit more money on someone lower down that could come in that's got, got the experience of playing in, in sort of English football for two, three, four seasons, as opposed to what we've done with like the under 23s that we've brought when in, saying, like Harrop. Yeah.
0: When you're saying lower down, Jake, what do you mean?
2: Well, Stockley. Stockley came from okay. League Two. He had, a, he had a decent number of games under his belt in English football um, and obviously was quite highly thought of as, as a finisher and a goalscorer, obviously only at League Two level. But do you think maybe the club are looking at it and thinking, well, we can't afford to go out and spend one, one and a half, two million on a championship-ready player, so we'll maybe go and get someone who could become a championship player by moving up to that level with maybe like Stockley or Rafferty. Yeah,
0: possibly. Yes. I mean, he was three quarters of a million money. Mm. Yeah. You know, he's... Do we, think, do we think he's any more than honest? I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but do you see... I think we've
2: said worse about him, to be fair. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. But do you think he'll score 10 or 15 goals in the championship? Because I no. don't. No. I've, so, I've
2: seen people harping on about, I'll oh, play him in a two and he's, he's the answer. I genuinely don't think he is.
4: He, he got nothing out of that Cardiff game. So no.
0: he, Morrison dominated him. Yeah, he looked raw, didn't he? I mean, Morrison just had him for for But I mean... I don't. If, you, if you're going to spend that, you, t- you may as well take someone from the Premier League, one of the the kids. And if he's on big money and you have to pay, well, do it. Mm. But again, it. well, it's a, it's a Trevor thing. The, the that thing that happen. comes
2: in with that, I know you've highlighted it on Twitter, Ollie, on uh, on Deep Dale Digest. It's Stockley comes in at what 24, 25, Plays for two seasons. He's no resale value. Unless he has a blind in time and bags 20 goals on consecutive seasons and you might be able to double your money on him, but he's a 27, 28-year-old player, whereas you bring in someone, I don't know, twenty-twenty-one from an academy, they don't do quite so well, but your outlay has not been as big. It's, st- it's still a
4: gamble to recruit that way, because we spent decent money on Josh Harrow, and I still don't think we really know if he's all that, mm. so there is still risk attached to it, but they... They signed Robinson that way, Johnson, Pearson, digging in these reserve teams of bigger clubs. I mean, they made a big profit on Robinson, they will on Pearson, they, w- they would on DJ if they sold him tomorrow. Like, we've yeah. got 50 grand. So, there are these gems you can find in these reserve teams, it's just whether, whether they still want to go that way.
0: No, I think At least they will. Say again,
2: Mark. I
0: think they will. Because I think they will go that way because it's it's the Trevor thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. where you, where you where you're nicking players.
2: Yeah, it just seems to be something that we've come away from though in the last couple of windows. I think that's that's yeah. my concern.
4: Yeah, it's been mostly sort of twenty five, twenty six year old League One players. That... Yeah,
2: got maybe a couple of hundred appearances under the belt at that level, and yeah.
3: yeah. We look at the signings we've made this like this season. I mean, Bower's twenty seven. Nugent is, what, 35? 48. Um, well, <laughs> might look like he is. Um, Sinclair's 31. They're, you know, they're the three. I know Bayless is 21, but he's he's played 16 minutes, so we can't really count him, can we? Yeah. But, you know, the, the three players that have signed, are, you know, Bauer probably is the exception. They don't really have many retail value at this moment in time. It's funny you mentioned about loans. I looked at Simon Grayson's loans compared to Alex Neal. You know, Simon Grayson brought in likes of Magidi, you know Alex Baptiste, Jordan Pickford, Adam Reach, Kyle Robinson twice, Beckford. Sam Johnston, Beckford, Paul Gallagher. You know when he came back for the playoff season, Craig you know, Davis
2: so, as well when he first came in from Bolton.
3: Yeah, and scored some good goals. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we've got to make an impact in the in the you know in the loan market. You know, he signed Alex Baptiste and. In they're experienced players at that, you know, Premier League level. In McGeady's case, you know, so I think you know. I think
2: to to maybe look at McGeady too much is like when I, when I spoke to Simon about it, he he made it pretty clear that it, it was a one off and that we were quite fortunate to get the deal that we got for him. So I think to maybe look at maybe signing someone at the level of McGeady might be a bit of a push because I don't think. Normally we could afford to,
3: no. but a one-off like that can can get you in the top six. But you
2: know? my, my my point is is that there's not probably not that many one-offs out there. No, absolutely,
0: I, I think you're right. And the other thing with McGeady is, it, 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 that was it, he was a better player way above that level, wasn't he? Mm. Oh,
2: absolutely. I
0: mean, but apparently we only got him because he just absolutely wanted to get out. It was, at, uh, it was at Everton, was it Everton Yeah, yeah. Apparently
2: they just desperately wanted red.
0: Yeah. And they paid most of his wages as well, I, I think. think. Simon
2: yeah. said he paid pretty much all of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, bring back sure Simon do. then.
2: <laughs> Head of recruitment.
0: Yeah, hey. Well
2: he's, he's not doing big anything big else at the big minute. Big enough. <laughs>
0: you know, he's just texted me before, Jake.
2: Well, about coming on <laughs> here?
0: No, as he buggery. He texted me to see if I wanted a beer, he was driving he said, I'm gonna drive over to Southport. I said I'm busy, bugger off. <laughs>
2: Could <laughs> have got him round to yours tell time to come on yeah you want me to ask him if he'd come on yeah and... yeah absolutely he'd do it he's, he's a good lad Simon yeah I got on really well with him uh, got on good. really well with him so last one then this was a question from someone on Twitter I can't remember who but he, whoever you are has, has asked do you think there's a realistic threat of relegation if we don't back the manager this summer
0: no no I don't, no. I don't. I think I st- still think we're very competitive, and, and we will we will back the manager. But the back the manager is in inverted commas, and yeah. probably not as much as we would like them to back the manager. But they they will back the manager.
2: Definitely. Yeah. I, I, he's I always, think
0: he's always back the well, that, manager.
2: That's if he stays. He might he might end up leaving. Yeah.
0: Where's he going?
2: Well, there's the
3: talk of Bristol City, but obviously it looks like you are going to get Chris Hughton now.
2: I think well so that that uh, there was a, a local reporter in Bristol tweeted the other day said that they're apparently still interviewing a lot of candidates. I think it was only yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. again, still all up in the air, really. That I think Chris will get that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But
0: well, they, they wanted Stevie G, didn't they? I mean, yeah, like he's going to go to Bristol City.
4: There's people that would happily see Neil go though, which is baffling to me.
2: Mm. We we had someone tweeting okay. us last night saying, "Can we all agree that Alex Neil isn't the yeah. answer?" But who else is who else is going to come in and do an equally good job, if not a better job? Because the the whoever does come in would be expected to do the same on the same in, under the working under the same circumstances.
0: Yeah, and probably not with the same kind of uh, experience that he's had on mm. this level. Oh, he's done a good job. We we because we know he's half the time his hands are tied behind his back, aren't they? For yeah, whatever reason.
2: That's the issue,
3: isn't it? I mean, if he if if gets backed, you know, if we could get these lads signed back on, you know, for, for another 12 months in most of the cases, just have a go. That's, mm. you know, even if it's, if we lose one of them, even if we just reinvest a quarter of it, if we sell, get someone, for, sell someone for six million, we reinvest a million and a half, and you put all that on one good player, then,
5: mm.
3: you know, you're looking oh. at the teams in the league that next year, you've still got every chance. I mean, in terms of relegation, you look at teams that are coming up and you look yeah. at teams that have just stayed up, you know, Luton and Barnsley, they'll be fighting for the lives again. Wickham will finish bottom. Uh, you know, they might have a good start, they might get a bit of momentum, but they've not got the strength and depth. And they're not, you know, Gary Payne's just said it himself. He's just happy to be in the league, pretty much. And yeah. if they can stay up, then, then great. But it's not going to happen, I don't
0: think. Well, they, and, they only had eight players at the start of last season.
2: Madness, amazing, isn't, it? isn't it? Madness.
0: It just shows you can do it. I mean, it's not the way you want to go, but it just shows at that level you can do it. Yeah. But no, we won't We won't. We won't be relegated.
2: No, I think again, top half, you'd, you'd sort of look, look to that, wouldn't you really? And then build, maybe try and build on it.
0: Yeah. That's what manager
3: said, haven't he? He said, if you can build on this season, well, you've, you've finished ninth, you know, let's try and get in
0: that top six
2: yes, really. He's, That's he's turning it to over to you. the club, isn't he really, with his comments. He's passing yeah, but, it over and saying, it's it's over to you now, it's summer. Do, do your job, back me.
0: How many points did the 6th place team end up having? Or get um, seven? 70. And what yeah. were we,
3: 60 what? 6. 4 points four behind. 4 them.
0: points. Uh, no wonder it's gone quiet, boys. <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> Before lockdown, I kind for of, what, 3 points behind us. They mm. finished, finished 7 points ahead of us. So, 10-point swing just from that. And obviously, them beating us at our place probably didn't help that either, to be honest. Yeah. So. No, yeah,
2: definitely not. Close, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Cheers. Unless anyone else has got anything they want to add or anything to say, then I think we can wrap it up. Wrap up the wrap-up.
3: Looking how forward to a break, mate.
0: How do you keep a kebab quiet? Shh, kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to leave it at that yeah we don't got that that one this morning shh kebab
2: (laughs) on on that that note on that note (laughs) cheers Mark thank you very much you too we'll uh, we'll get you back on maybe with Simon
0: I'll sort him out for you nice one make a call All right. see you later Mark enjoy the summer cheers
2: hello
4: this is Joe from Sugarstone we're an alternative pop band based in Manchester but originating from Preston this is our new single Tiger Reach Out Enjoy.